Welcome back to the weekly Bible reading. This is week 87. This week we're going to read Luke chapters 19 through 24. Let's go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. We pray that as we read the good news of Jesus, that it will bring salvation to us, salvation from our sins, that it will change us, that we will be changed, that we will be like Jesus, by your power. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Luke chapter 19. He entered and was passing through Jericho. There was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, and couldn't because of the crowd because he was short. He ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for today I must stay at your house. He hurried, came down, and received him joyfully. When they saw it, they all murmured, saying, He has gone in to lodge with a man who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, half of my goods I give to the poor. If I have wrongfully exacted anything of anyone, I restore four times as much. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. As they heard these things, he went on and told a parable because he was near Jerusalem, and they supposed that God's kingdom would be revealed immediately. He said, therefore, A certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. He called ten servants of his, and gave them ten mina coins, and told them, Conduct business until I come. But his citizens hated him and sent an envoy after him, saying, We don't want this man to reign over us. When he had come back again, having received the kingdom, he commanded these servants, to whom he had given the money, to be called to him that he might know what they had gained by conducting business. The first came before him, saying, Lord, your mina has made ten more minas. He said to him, Well done, you good servant. Because you were found faithful with very little, you shall have authority over ten cities. The second came, saying, Lord, your mina has made five minas. So he said to him, And you are to be over five cities. Another came, saying, Lord, behold your mina, which I have kept laid away in a handkerchief, for I feared you, because you are an exacting man. You take up that which you didn't lay down, and reap that which you didn't sow. He said to him, Out of your own mouth I will judge you, you wicked servant. You knew that I am an exacting man, taking up that which I didn't lay down, and reaping that which I didn't sow. Then why didn't you deposit my money in the bank, and at my coming I might have earned interest on it? He said to those who stood by, Take the mina away from him, and give it to him who has the ten minas. They said to him, Lord, he has ten minas. For I tell you, that to everyone who has, more will be given. But from him who doesn't have, even that which he has will be taken away from him. But bring these enemies of mine who didn't want me to reign over them here, and kill them before me. Having said these things, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. When he came near to Bethphage and Bethany, at the mountain that is called Olivet, he sent two of his disciples, saying, 
go your way into the village on the other side, in which, as you enter, you will find a colt tied, which no man had ever sat upon. Untie it, and bring it. If anyone asks you, Why are you untying it? Say to him, The Lord needs it. Those who were sent went away, and found things just as he had told them. As they were untying the coat, its owners said to them, Why are you untying the colt? They said, The Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus. They threw their cloaks on the colt, and sat Jesus on them. As he went, they spread their cloaks on the road. As he was now getting near at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works which they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord! Peace in heaven and glory in the highest! Some of the Pharisees from the multitude said to him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples! He said to them, I tell you that if these were silent, the stones would cry out. When he came near, he saw the city and wept over it, saying, If you, even you, had known today the things which belong to your peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes, for the days will come on you when your enemies will throw up a barricade against you, surround you, hem you in on every side, and will dash you and your children within you to the ground. They will not leave in you one stone on another, because you didn't know the time of your visitation. He entered into the temple and began to drive out those who bought and sold in it, saying to them, It is written, My house is a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of robbers. He was teaching daily in the temple, but the chief priests, the scribes, and the leading men among the people sought to destroy him. They couldn't find what they might do, for all the people hung on to every word that he said. Chapter 20 On one of those days, as he was teaching the people in the temple and preaching the good news, the priests and scribes came to him with the elders. They asked him, Tell us, by what authority do you do these things, or who is giving you this authority? He answered them, I will also ask you one question. Tell me, the baptism of John, was it from heaven or from men? They reasoned with themselves, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say, Why didn't you believe him? But if we say from men, all the people will stone us, for they are persuaded that John was a prophet. They answered that they didn't know where it was from. Jesus said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. He began to tell the people this parable. A man planted a vineyard and rented it out to some farmers, and went into another country for a long time. At the proper season he sent a servant to the farmers to collect his share of the fruit of the vineyard. But the farmers beat him, and sent him away empty. He sent yet another servant, and they also beat him, and treated him shamefully, and sent him away empty. He sent yet a third, and they also wounded him, and threw him out. The lord of the vineyard said, What shall I do? I will send my beloved son. It may be that seeing him they will respect him. But when the farmers saw him, they reasoned among themselves, saying, This is the heir. Come, let's kill him, that the inheritance may be ours. They threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. What therefore will the lord of the vineyard do to them? He will come and destroy those farmers and will give the vineyard to others. 
When they heard that, they said, May that never be! But he looked at them and said, Then what is this that is written? The stone which the builders rejected was made the chief cornerstone. Everyone who falls on that stone will be broken to pieces, but it will crush whomever it falls on to dust. The chief priests and the scribes sought to lay hands on him that very hour, but they feared the people, for they knew he had spoken this parable against them. They watched him and sent out spies who pretended to be righteous, that they might trap him in something he said, so as to deliver him up to the power and authority of the governor. They asked him, Teacher, we know that you say and teach what is right, and aren't partial to anyone, but truly teach the way of God. Is it lawful for us to pay taxes to Caesar, or not? But he perceived their craftiness and said to them, Why do you test me? Show me a denarius, whose image and inscription are on it. They answered, Caesar's. He said to them, Then give to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. They weren't able to trap him in his words before the people. They marveled at his answer and were silent. Some of the Sadducees came to him, those who deny that there is a resurrection. They asked him, Teacher, Moses wrote to us that if a man's brother dies having a wife, and he is childless, his brother should take the wife and raise up children for his brother. There were therefore seven brothers. The first took a wife and died childless. The second took her as wife, and he died childless. The third took her, and likewise the seven all left no children and died. Afterward, the woman also died. Therefore, in the resurrection, whose wife of them will she be? For the seven had her as a wife. Jesus said to them, The children of this age marry and are given in marriage. But those who are considered worthy to attain to that age and the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage. For they can't die any more, for they are like the angels and are children of God, being children of the resurrection. But that the dead are raised, even Moses showed at the bush, when he called the Lord, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Now he is not the God of the dead, but of the living, for all are alive to him. Some of the scribes answered, Teacher, you speak well. They didn't dare to ask him any more questions. He said to them, Why do they say that the Christ is David's son? David himself says in the book of Psalms, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand, until I make your enemies the footstool of your feet. David therefore calls him Lord. So how is he his son? In the hearing of all the people he said to his disciples, Beware of those scribes who like to walk in long robes, and love greetings in the marketplaces, the best seats in the synagogues, and the best places at feasts, who devour widows' houses, and for a pretense make long prayers. These will receive greater condemnation. Chapter 21 He looked up and saw the rich people who were putting their gifts into the treasury. He saw a certain poor woman casting in two small brass coins. He said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow put in more than all of them, for all these put in gifts for God from their abundance. But she, 
out of her poverty put in all that she had to live on. As some were talking about the temple and how it was decorated with beautiful stones and gifts, he said, As for these things which you see, the days will come in which there will not be left here one stone on another that will not be thrown down. They asked him, Teacher, so when will these things be? What is the sign that these things are about to happen? He said, Watch out that you don't get led astray, for many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and the time is at hand. Therefore, don't follow them. When you hear wars and disturbances, don't be terrified, for these things must happen first, but the end won't come immediately. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes, famines, and plagues in various places. There will be terrors and great signs from heaven. But before all these things they will lay their hands on you, and will persecute you, delivering you up to synagogues and prisons, bringing you before kings and governors for my name's sake. It will turn out as a testimony for you. Settle it, therefore, in your hearts, not to meditate beforehand how to answer. For I will give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries will not be able to withstand or to contradict. You will be handed over even by parents, brothers, relatives, and friends. They will cause some of you to be put to death. You will be hated by all men for my name's sake, and not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance you will win your lives. But when you see Jerusalem surrounded by enemies, then know that its desolation is at hand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let those who are in the middle of her depart. Let those who are in the country not enter therein. For those are days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. Woe to those who are pregnant and to those who nurse infants in those days. There will be great distress in the land and wrath to this people. It will fall by the edge of the sword, and will be led captive into all the nations. Jerusalem will be trampled down by the Gentiles, until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars, and on the earth, anxiety of nations, in perplexity for the roaring of the sea and the waves, men fainting for fear and for expectation of the things which are coming on the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken." Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. But when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is near. He told them a parable. See the fig tree and all the trees. When they are already budding, you see it, and know by your own selves that the summer is already near. Even so, you also, when you see these things happening, know that God's kingdom is near. Most certainly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all things are accomplished. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. So be careful, or your hearts will be loaded down with carousing, drunkenness, and the cares of this life, and that day will come on you suddenly, for it will come like a snare on all those who dwell on the surface of all the earth. Therefore be watchful all the time, praying that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will happen, and to stand before the Son of Man. Every day Jesus was teaching in the temple, and every night he would go out and spend the night on the mountain that is called Olivet. All the people came early in the morning 
to him in the temple to hear him. Chapter 22 Now the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which is called the Passover, was approaching. The chief priests and the scribes sought how they might put him to death, for they feared the people. Satan entered into Judas, who was also called Iscariot, who was counted with the twelve. He went away and talked with the chief priests and captains about how he might deliver him to them. They were glad and agreed to give him money. He consented and sought an opportunity to deliver him to them in the absence of the multitude. The day of unleavened bread came on which the Passover must be sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare the Passover for us, that we may eat. They said to him, Where do you want us to prepare? He said to them, Behold, when you have entered into the city, a man carrying a pitcher of water will meet you. Follow him into the house which he enters. Tell the master of the house, The teacher says, Where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large furnished upper room. Make preparations there. They went, found things as Jesus had told them, and they prepared the Passover. When the hour had come, he sat down with the twelve apostles. He said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will no longer by any means eat of it until it is fulfilled in God's kingdom. He received a cup, and when he had given thanks, he said, Take this and share it among yourselves. For I tell you, I will not drink at all again from the fruit of the vine until God's kingdom comes. He took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke and gave it to them, saying, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in memory of me. Likewise he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood which is poured out for you. But behold, the hand of him who betrays me is with me on the table. The Son of Man indeed goes, as it has been determined. But woe to that man through whom he is betrayed. They began to question among themselves which of them it was who would do this thing. A dispute also arose among them, which of them was considered to be greatest. He said to them, The kings of the nations lord it over them, and those who have authority over them are called benefactors. But not so with you. But one who is the greater among you, let him become as the younger, and one who is governing as one who serves. For who is greater, one who sits at the table, or one who serves? Isn't it he who sits at the table? But I am among you as one who serves. But you are those who have continued with me in my trials. I confer on you a kingdom, even as my father conferred on me, that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom. You will sit on thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. The Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan asked to have all of you, that he might sift you as wheat. But I prayed for you, that your faith wouldn't fail. You, when once you have turned again, establish your brothers. He said to him, Lord, I am ready to go with you both to prison and to death. He said, I tell you, Peter, the rooster will by no means crow today until you deny that you know me three times. He said to them, 
when I sent you out without purse, wallet, and sandals? Did you lack anything? They said, Nothing. Then he said to them, But now, whoever has a purse, let him take it, and likewise a wallet. Whoever has none, let him sell his cloak and buy a sword. For I tell you, that this which is written must still be fulfilled in me. He was counted with transgressors. But that which concerns me has an end. They said, Lord, behold, here are two swords. He said to them, That is enough. He came out and went, as his custom was, to the Mount of Olives. His disciples also followed him. When he was at the place, he said to them, Pray that you don't enter into temptation. He was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. An angel from heaven appeared to him, strengthening him. Being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. His sweat became like great drops of blood falling down on the ground. When he rose up from his prayer, he came to the disciples and found them sleeping because of grief, and said to them, Why do you sleep? Rise and pray that you may not enter into temptation. While he was still speaking, behold, a multitude, and he who was called Judas, one of the twelve, was leading them. He came near to Jesus to kiss him, but Jesus said to him, Judas, do you betray the Son of Man with a kiss? When those who were around him saw what was about to happen, they said to him, Lord, shall we strike with the sword? A certain one of them struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. But Jesus answered, Let me at least do this. And he touched his ear and healed him. Jesus said to the chief priests, captains of the temple, and elders who had come against him, Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs? When I was with you in the temple daily, you didn't stretch out your hands against me. But this is your hour, and the power of darkness. They seized him and led him away and brought him into the high priest's house. But Peter followed from a distance. When they had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and had sat down together, Peter sat among them. A certain servant girl saw him as he sat in the light, and looking intently at him said, This man also was with him. He denied Jesus, saying, Woman, I don't know him. After a little while, someone else saw him and said, You also are one of them. But Peter answered, Man, I am not. After about one hour passed, another confidently affirmed, saying, Truly, this man also was with him, for he is a Galilean. But Peter said, Man, I don't know what you're talking about. Immediately, while he was still speaking, a rooster crowed. The Lord turned and looked at Peter. Then Peter remembered the Lord's word, how he said to him, Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. He went out and wept bitterly. The men who held Jesus mocked him and beat him. Having blindfolded him, they struck him on the face and asked him, Prophesy, who's the one who struck you? They spoke many other things against him, insulting him. As soon as it was day, the assembly of the elders of the people were gathered together, both chief priests and scribes, and they led him away into their council, saying, If you are the Christ, tell us. But he said to them, If I tell you, you won't believe, and if I ask, you will in no way answer me or let me go. From now on, 
the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the power of God. They all said, Are you then the Son of God? He said to them, You say it because I am. They said, Why do we need any more witnesses? For we ourselves have heard from his own mouth. Chapter 23 The whole company of them rose up and brought him before Pilate. They began to accuse him, saying, We found this man perverting the nation, forbidding paying taxes to Caesar, and saying that he himself is Christ, a king. Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? He answered him, So you say. Pilate said to the chief priests and multitudes, I find no basis for a charge against this man. But they insisted, saying, He stirs up the people, teaching throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee even to this place. But when Pilate heard Galilee mentioned, he asked if the man was a Galilean. When he found out that he was in Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod. He was also in Jerusalem during those days. Now when Herod saw Jesus, he was exceedingly glad, for he had wanted to see him for a long time because he had heard many things about him. He hoped to see some miracle done by him. He questioned him with many words, but he gave no answers. The chief priests and scribes stood vehemently accusing him. Herod, with his soldiers, humiliated him and mocked him. Dressing him in luxurious clothing, they sent him back to Pilate. Herod and Pilate became friends with each other that very day, for before that they were enemies with each other. Pilate called together the chief priests, the rulers, and the people, and said to them, You brought this man to me as one that perverts the people, and behold, having examined him before you, I found no basis for a charge against this man concerning those things of which you accuse him. Neither has Herod, for I sent you to him, and see, nothing worthy of death has been done by him. I will therefore chastise him and release him. Now he had to release one prisoner to them at the feast. But they all cried out together, saying, Away with this man! Release to us Barabbas! One who was thrown into prison for a certain revolt in the city and for murder. Then Pilate spoke to them again, wanting to release Jesus. But they shouted, saying, Crucify! Crucify him! He said to them the third time, Why? What evil has this man done? I have found no capital crime in him. I will therefore chastise him and release him. But they were urgent with loud voices, asking that he might be crucified. Their voices and the voices of the chief priests prevailed. Pilate decreed that what they asked for should be done. He released him who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder, for whom they asked. But he delivered Jesus up to their will. When they led him away, they grabbed one, Simon of Cyrene, coming from the country, and laid on him the cross to carry it after Jesus. A great multitude of the people followed him, including women, who also mourned and lamented him. But Jesus, turning to them, said, Daughters of Jerusalem, don't weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For behold, the days are coming in which they will say, Blessed are the barren, the wombs that never bore, and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will begin to tell the mountains, Fall on us, and tell the hills, cover us. For if they do these things in the green tree, what will be done in the dry? There were also others, two criminals, led with him to be put to death. When they came to the place that is called the skull, they crucified him there with the criminals, one on the right and the other on the left. Jesus said, 
Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. Dividing his garments among them, they cast lots. The people stood watching. The rulers with them also scoffed at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself, if this is the Christ of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming to him and offering him vinegar, and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. An inscription was also written over him in letters of Greek, Latin, and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who was hanged insulted him, saying, If you are the Christ, save yourself and us. But the other answered, and rebuking him, said, Don't you even fear God, seeing that you are under the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. He said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus said to him, Assuredly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. It was now about the sixth hour, and darkness came over the whole land until the ninth hour. The sun was darkened, and the veil of the temple was torn in two. Jesus, crying with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. When the centurion saw what was done, he glorified God, saying, Certainly this was a righteous man. All the multitudes that came together to see this, when they saw the things that were done, returned home, beating their breasts. All his acquaintances and the women who followed with him from Galilee stood at a distance watching these things. Behold, a man named Joseph, who was a member of the council, a good and righteous man, he had not consented to their council and deed, from Arimathea, a city of the Jews, who was also waiting for God's kingdom, this man went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. He took it down and wrapped it in a linen cloth and laid him in a tomb that was cut in stone, where no one had ever been laid. It was the day of the preparation, and the Sabbath was drawing near. The women, who had come with him out of Galilee, followed after and saw the tomb and how his body was laid. They returned and prepared spices and ointments. On the Sabbath they rested according to the commandment. Chapter 24 but on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they and some others came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. They entered in, and didn't find the Lord Jesus' body. While they were greatly perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them, in dazzling clothing. Being terrified, they bowed their faces to the earth. They said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He isn't here but is risen. Remember what he told you when he was still in Galilee, saying that the Son of Man must be delivered up into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again? They remembered his words, returning from the tomb, and told all these things to the eleven and all the rest. Now they were Mary Magdalene, Joanna, and Mary the mother of James. The other women with them told these things to the apostles. These words seemed to them to be nonsense, and they didn't believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb. Stooping and looking in, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he departed to his home, wondering what had happened. 
behold, two of them were going that very day to a village named Emmaus, which was sixty stadia from Jerusalem. They talked with each other about all these things which had happened. While they talked and questioned together, Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. He said to them, What are you talking about as you walk and are sad? One of them, named Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who doesn't know the things which have happened there in these days? He said to them, What things? They said to him, The things concerning Jesus, the Nazarene, who was a prophet, mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we were hopeful that it was he who would redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since all these things have happened. Also certain women of our company amazed us, having arrived early at the tomb. And when they didn't find his body, they came, saying that they had also seen a vision of angels, who said that he was alive. Some of us went to the tomb and found it just like the women had said, but they didn't see him. He said to them, Foolish men and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Didn't the Christ have to suffer these things, and to enter into his glory? Beginning from Moses and from all the prophets, he explained to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. They came near to the village where they were going, and he acted like he would go further. They urged him, saying, Stay with us, for it is almost evening, and the day is almost over. He went in to stay with them. When he had sat down at the table with them, he took the bread and gave thanks. Breaking it, he gave it to them. Their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. Then he vanished out of their sight. They said to one another, Weren't our hearts burning within us while he spoke to us along the way, and while he opened the scriptures to us? They rose up that very hour, returned to Jerusalem, and found the eleven gathered together and those who were with them, saying, The Lord is risen indeed, and has appeared to Simon. They related the things that happened along the way and how he was recognized by them in the breaking of the bread. As they said these things, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be to you. But they were terrified and filled with fear and supposed that they had seen a spirit. He said to them, Why are you troubled? Why do doubts arise in your hearts? See my hands and my feet, that it is truly me. Touch me and see, for a spirit doesn't have flesh and bones as you see that I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. While they still didn't believe for joy and wondered, he said to them, Do you have anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of a broiled fish and some honeycomb. He took them and ate in front of them, he said to them. This is what I told you while I was still with you, that all things which are written in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the psalms concerning me must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds that they might understand the scriptures. He said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all the nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are the witnesses of these things. Behold, I send out the promise of my Father on you, but wait in the city of Jerusalem until you are clothed with power from on high. He led them out as far as Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. 
while he blessed them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven. They worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple, praising and blessing God. Amen. Well, that's our reading for this week. I look forward to reading with you again next week.